Good morning. It's June 10th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's title is Trivia. A text out of context is a pretext for a proof text. Pete Briscoe. Each Saturday night for the last couple of months of the pandemic, there's been a family trivia game played out online via Zoom. We have pitted our extended family from Maine to Texas to California against another extended family that I believe populates New England for the most part. I don't know them. My brother and his wife know them. My brother, his wife, their kids, and their spouses congregated in rural coastal Maine earlier in the year than usual, taking advantage of the built-in social distancing that God has already provided in the area. My brother and I were made for trivia games. As children, we would spend hours poring over the best gift our parents ever gave us, the World Book Encyclopedia. For the millennials, these were actual physical books with 22 alphabetized volumes that had articles on everything. Okay, similar to Wikipedia, but no search function, and actually fact-checked before printing. I'm not sure how our parents passed it down to us, but anyone who knows us today will tell you that our thirst for knowledge has not dissipated in the least over the years. Now, some would argue that a collection of facts stored in your temporal lobe does not constitute knowledge. I would agree wholeheartedly, but I would also contend that it is at least closer to knowledge than having a temporal lobe virtually devoid of any facts at all. Zoom trivia does at least clearly illustrate the principle that facts in context are certainly more meaningful, useful, and thus easier to remember. For instance, if I give you four bars of a song, you may or may not be able to identify it. If I add the lyrics that accompany those four bars, your chances increase. If someone else in the family takes those four bars and sings beyond them to the chorus for which the song is named, well, now you're cooking with gas, as my dad used to say. A couple centuries ago, historians tell us, the Bible was studied more intently and much more widely than it is today. Remarkably, virtually every home in America had a copy of the Bible in some form, often in the absence of any other books. It was the source of learning for not only scripture, but how to read and write as well. And these were Bibles printed on actual paper, like our world books. There was no search engine, only a concordance at the back. There was no button you could press to bring up a myriad of different commentaries that scrolled along with the text, as in apps like Olive Tree, Blue Letter Bible, Open Bible, Bible or Logos, just to name a few. Still, people studied. There are those who will quote you Bible trivia. There are those who have memorized facts, lists, verses, prophecies, miracles, you name it, and more power to them. But be wary of anyone who quotes a verse and either can't tell you where it is from, or worse, can't tell you in what context it was written, especially if they're using it to prove a point. There are an infinite number of examples, but there are two well-known verses. Romans 8.28 is often quoted without the following verse because predestination is seen as controversial. Likewise, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 is quoted without reference to verse 10, especially by those who wish to separate works from faith. I am not terribly adept at memorizing Bible verses word for word, as many are, but I'm okay with that because it seems to me a bit of an anachronism anyway, since today we have scores of different translations at our fingertips. What I learned during seminary was that knowing the story that surrounds a verse and roughly where to find it in the average 1800 to 2200 page study Bible 
made it much more useful than simply knowing the single verse and its exact reference. Whenever you have a few moments not dedicated to some task, working at the frenetic pace that I am afraid many of us apply today, sit down with your iOS device and download one of the apps I mentioned. If you already have a favorite scriptural source, sit down with it. Think about your emotional state at that moment. What has happening or just happened in your life that has made you feel the way you do at that moment? Are you happy? Sad? Anxious? Exhausted? Angry? Frustrated? Thankful? Whatever comes to your mind, use the search function in your chosen app. Or if you only have a Bible in your lap or a digital translation on your iOS device, then Google that emotion. For instance, Google, what does the Bible say about being frustrated? You'll be amazed at what happens. Take any of the verses listed, go to them, and read at least the full chapter in which they occur. If you have the time or the inclination, choose any of the study notes in your study Bible or on the app you are using, and read what it says about that verse and the surrounding verses. It might take you 10 or 15 minutes total. Finally, pray for the Holy Spirit to help you interpret what you have read and apply it to your particular circumstance. The Bible is full of fabulous stories of romance, intrigue, empire building, wars, regime change, you name it. Every aspect of life is addressed in Scripture. Who knows, a little Bible study might even help you with Zoom trivia, unless the categories are one-hit wonders from the 60s, World Series winners in the 50s, Asian rivers, insects of South America, and neoclassical architecture in Wales. Trivia games are designed to make us feel better about the random useless facts that are all we have left of our education. Chuck Palahunik. The brain may die, but my compulsion for useless trivia lives on. Molly Harper. There is no such thing as trivia in a strategic mind. Toba Beta. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for your word and for all the people down through two millennia who have studied it, translated it, and written it down so that we might go to it for whatever we need. Holy Spirit, slow us down long enough to treat the Bible not as a collection of trivial facts, but as the revelation of God and what he wants for us, that is. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.